As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Young F.A. Holmes. So scary, won't let them bury me. Uh, That's why I keep my 30. I shoot like carry. And boy, I'm getting money. I'm getting money. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is a we back, back in the building. Back, we got Drift back in the building. Yes, How you sir. Living, Doing good, man. Just chilling. Had a had a pretty fun week for Virginia Tech, you know. So been chilling on uh, on Twitter, just checking out the recruits and having a good time. So I'm excited to get into it, you know, talking about these guys and, you know, what they can bring. So, yeah, it was a, a busy, a busy weekend on the recruiting front. But before we get into the recruitment, how was your 4th of July weekend? It was solid. How was man. the vibe? It was solid. Went up to Grand Rapids, Michigan with some friends, chilled out at a pool. You know, nothing crazy. You know, what about you? Anything, anything cool? Man, I was back in the DC area. I was oh. I hit the nat- yeah, hit the National Harbor, man. Me, me and my old lady, man, eating, eating crab cakes and 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 shrimps and and, and mussels and shit. Hey, you know, you just hang, hanging out, man. Yeah, but well, yeah, back in the DC area, back in Maryland. Uh, saw show showing 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 the lady around. She don't go to DC often, so I had to show her what was what, yeah, and then shit. So, yeah, man, you know, nice, nice little three day getaway, well, two day getaway, three day weekend. Um, yeah, man, chill, chilled out. It was a good weekend, man. It was a good weekend. I, I always have a good time on the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, yeah, Fourth of July weekend is always um, well, not weekend, but Fourth of July time of year is always. Good, always good, decent vibes. You can always get you some good food. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got the link up with OG Who on oh, July Fourth. I saw that too. Yeah, linked up. Finally, finally met him in person, man. Cool dude. That's I ain't dope. have a. We we ain't have a lot of time to like really chop it up, but you know, got to chop it up for a little bit. He was in seven five seven and uh, man, shout out to OG Who, man. One of the one of the few cool UVA fans we got, you know, they got. So yeah, you know, shout outs to him, man. If you listen to this, man, stop ducking the smoke, man. Come on the pod. <laughs> we gotta get him on, man. I'm actually surprised that was the first time you guys met. I thought you guys had met already before. So, you know, went over there, hollered at him real quick, chopped it up. Um, we definitely he definitely he talked about coming back possibly for ODU. So you know, we, we shall see. We shall see. But um, let's get into this recruiting, man. It was a big week. It was a big weekend. Um, last week, if anybody was on Apple or, you know, how they usually listen to Davi Fridays, I did it on the space. Um, just DM me. I, I'll link you to the space I did. It was recorded. Um, I, we talked about Tavoria and Copeland, but for those who who um 
didn't listen last week, I basically said Tavorian Copeland, legitimate six foot four, uh, almost like a chess piece outside linebacker. Like you can you can play him at many different spots, and yeah, he'll be effective. Athletic, big big kid, kind of thin, but they strength. I think strength and conditioning to get him right. Um, I think I think that one's a take. Like I don't care what the ranking is. I think he's an eighty six, a three star. That one is a take. I don't. You take him. You take him the minute you can. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Ace and Stevens, I think that was a little bit gas. I don't. I, I I don't see it. Um, I didn't. I didn't like the. I didn't like the take, but whatever. That was one they felt like they needed. I ain't gonna argue with them. But Copeland's a take. Uh, definitely. I okay. for those just one of the field of people in who might not have caught the space last week. So. Uh, so I, I think I haven't oh, seen ahead. I haven't seen Stevens' tape yet. I, I haven't seen Stevens or Copeland. Um Copeland can play. So I mean I know Stevens is the is the brother of uh the quarterback Steven, Tommy Stevens, I think, from from Penn State, younger brother. Okay. Um so mm-hmm. he has ties to uh to Brent Pry when he was there at Penn State. So I think that's how the family ties work there. Yeah, it had to be something because the the, I mean, he looked like he looked like half the tape was like Blumbrick stuff. The other half was him playing defense. Whatever. If if he has a family connection, cool. Uh, Copeland looks like a player though. Somebody that uh down the line can play. Um, but after that, which was I want to say that was June 29th or thirtieth when I uh did the space so after that we had several several commits we we wanted to go seven out of seven we did not go seven out of seven let's talk about who we lost first before we get into who we got so we started off negative ended on the positive yeah we lost we lost cam robinson at uva that wasn't a big shot um tap a kid uh ended up losing him to uva we lost Antonio Cotman to Boston College. That one was more of a shock um, because this was one of the targets that everybody had been talking about all cycle. Yeah. <laughs> to lose them to Boston College, who don't get me wrong, Boston College is a good program. They put pros in the NFL probably just as often as we do, if not more. Um, but still, that I felt like that's one we needed to land. Um, but, but I don't think that recruitment is over with, in my opinion. Yeah, that one's a weird one, to be honest. I mean, wasn't he out in, like, USC for a little bit? Right. And I don't even think he got an offer from them either. He was just he was just out there hanging out on, a, like, some sort of visit or something. Um, he had something going on with Ole Miss. I was surprised that there was nothing there with UNC. It was just a – it was an odd recruiting cycle for him. Um I mean, a lot of people were gassing him up for a while, and then, and then when the yeah. hype train fell off, it was like people were saying he was ass. It was all over the place. Yeah, not a take. It was. It was like one of those. It's one of those weird recruitments. I don't think. I don't think his is over with. I think. I think before the end of the football season, he'll be a decommit, and we probably can get back into the race. Oh, for sure. Depends on how. Depends on how the board shakes out. I, I honestly think we can flip Cotton. I, I really believe that once the games are played 
And let's say Virginia Tech is having a better season. Yep. I think I think uh we can flip Cotman in my opinion. Um Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Some people said his tape was bad. I watched his tape, I wasn't impressed, but I think he got a lot better from when football when the football season I think he got better from football season to spring. I think he had a a a stretch there where he really improved. So I guess we'll have to see what happens with with fall. I mean, but I feel like you know I feel like you're right. I feel like he's going to be a decommit kid that we might be able to jump on, and you know it is what it is at the end of the day. So yeah, so don't don't nobody flood his DMs, you know, threatening him and shit. Um, I don't I don't think his I don't think his recruitment is over with. But uh, had to get all that out the way. We gonna start with Caleb Woodson out of Haymarket, Virginia. Um, here are my notes. I put chess piece. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a safety. I don't think he's a linebacker. I don't think he's a nickel. I just think he's all of it. I think he's whatever you need for the situation at the time. Yep. Uh, big kid. Um, and I think that's the chess piece Pry needs. Uh, he's gonna move him match him up wherever he needs them. Um, probably be more of a factor on first and second down. Uh, I didn't like him. I didn't like him. He wasn't that fluid in coverage. But um, I, di- I do see him as a chess piece that we can move around for certain situations. Uh, yeah. Uh, developmental piece, um, probably won't see him next year, which is, you know, Par for the course at Virginia Tech, but uh, yeah. what's your thoughts on the Caleb Woodson pickup? I liked him a lot. I mean, I don't, you know, personally, I don't really think uh, most of these guys we're gonna see, you know, year one. Um, but I think he's a good one, and I think you know, on three is higher than him than um than other recruiting networks. They got him at sixteen as like an eighty-eight. I'm I'm pretty high on him. I, I you know I like him. I think he can play all over the place. Um, you know, like you said, his his coverage needs some work but that's something that um, he can grow into, you know? Um, and I think he's going to be in prize system playing closer down to the line of scrimmage as kind of a, um, a nickelback that plays, you know, towards the line, plays the run more than the pass type of thing. And then when he does play the pla- play the pass, he plays like tight end, stuff like that. So I think he'll be fine. He's, he's like you said, he's a real big kid, looks like a linebacker, um, but super athletic. So I'm, I like him a lot. I was really, really pumped that we got him. Yeah, uh, solid, solid, solid pickup. Um, and hopefully down the road, strength and conditioning can make him a player. So we yeah. shall see. He's got a uh, pretty good offer yeah. list too. Out of out of all these guys, I mean, he's got Florida State on there, West Virginia, South Carolina, Pittsburgh, um, Wake Forest, Virginia. So I mean, not that that's amazing, but uh, certainly better than is it better guys. than stealing them from like Dartmouth and shit yeah, like that. Exactly. So. And then the crown jewel of all, all the whole weekend. This is one. This was the layup, a legacy. This is one we absolutely had to get. Uh, this would have been an epic failure if Pratt and his staff didn't close on this one. Braylon Johnson, son of Lauren Johnson, Highland Springs. We all know him. Uh, he's he's three star, um, six one. I think this is the best coverage. They can play him free safety. They can play him corner. Um, great, great ball skills, great technique. I mean, he's being coached by a legend, you know, yep. literally. Yep. Um, 
playing at a great high technique. school, playing at a great high school. Um, <clears throat> this kid can play. I will put him on the field. I will put him on the field next year and let him take his lumps. Um, like on the uh, like Dorian Strong, almost like Dorian Strong. I will put Brandon on the field next year. His his tape is that solid. He, he has great technique. He has great ball skills. That's what jumps out is his ball skills. Yeah, but he attacks attack, the ball really well. Almost he like attacks the ball. Oh, my God. Where that been at my whole life? <laughs> um, but that definitely bloodlines are there. This is one that we had to get. If, if He might not be the highest ranked. I know he's like an 86 on 247, a three-star. This is one we needed to get. Um, yeah, I wish uh, Rashad Purnell was still with the, you know, still with the team, and we could really get the Highland Springs pipeline situation going. But you know, it, it is what it is in that situation. But Braylon yeah. Johnson's one I'm very excited for, for on the field reasons and off the field reasons. Yeah, it was a, it was a big one for sure. I mean, just to have uh, you know, just to have John his dad sign off on it to begin with, I think is a big uh, is a big thing because. You know, he's probably the best head coach in the 804. And to uh and for him to sign off on his kid going to Virginia Tech is, is huge for us in state recruiting wise. So Yeah, uh, especially after the icy the icy relationship. Oh yeah. That Highland Springs had with the previous staff. Oh so yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 Commonwealth World Tour or Commonwealth Tour and Goodwill Tour that Pride and his staff did paid off um they they're breaking down those barriers so this might not be the most star-studded class but it's the foundational class to set us up for the 2024 cycle and 2025 cycle where yeah. you know we're gonna be in the mix you know right. for some major for some major kids out of the commonwealth so shout out to Braylon Johnson Lauren Johnson Highland Springs that that's a pickup that was necessary um, oh, yeah, for pride 100%. going forward, hundred percent, massive pickup, massive pickup. Next up, we had Traylon Mitchell, um, a six-two kid. He's a le- he's a legit six-two. Um, I put he's listed as an athlete. I got him listed as offensive weapon. Um, I think he'll play everything but quarterback on offense. As far as I think he'll be a jet sweep guy, a screen guy, wild, you know, maybe wildcat quarterback. Uh, he played in a like an option offense or something, but he was the biggest, fastest kid out there. Uh, developmental, um, I don't think he'll play next year. Yeah, uh, but uh, what what's your thoughts on the Traylon Mitchell pickup? He's from he's, North Carolina, he's by the way. Too. Yeah, he's North, North, he's North Carolina guy. Um, super fast. Um, which we need, yes. You know, I, yes. think, I think we've been lacking speed heavily these past couple of years. Um, yes. So even if he's a, you know, a super raw guy, I mean, get the speed going, man, because we definitely need that. So I don't know what yes. he's gonna like. You said I don't know what he's gonna play. He could play, you know, running back, wide receiver, slot, whatever, jet sweep, jet sweep guy, gadget guy, punt returner, kick returner, whatever. That's fine. Uh, just just get his speed going. So. Um, get him going and and he's going to be the pickup well we're kids like that is when you know uh how good your staff is especially on your offensive staff because if they don't know how to 
make players like him, how to get production out of players like him, that's when you know you got a shitty staff. Like, all right, you couldn't get production out of him, a 6'2 kid that runs like that. Like, you got to figure out something. Yeah, get him on the field. Get the ball on his Get him hands. on the field. He might can't run routes for shit right now, but find something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but, but we don't got to worry about that next year. We don't got to worry about that next year. Exactly. But uh, shout out to Traylon Mitchell. That was a, that's a, that's a, that's like a stash. That's almost like a red guarantee. I can guarantee his red shirt. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. definitely gonna red shirt. But, but um, you can't teach six two. You can't teach the speed he has. He has at least four four speed. So stash him, develop him. We'll see him in three years. Yep. And last but not least, uh, Thomas Williams out of South Carolina. Three-star athlete. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right here on Donby Friday. Thomas Williams, if you put him on offense, he can play tomorrow. That's how confident I am in his at him playing running back or whatever, running back or receiver or scat back or slot back, whatever. If you play Thomas Williams on offense, he can play tomorrow. Yeah, his uh, whole film is him basically at running back, just getting hands offs. He. Could play. He could challenge Malachi for starting reps at running back tomorrow. I'm not. I don't cap. I don't cap. I don't hype niggas. I don't get on here and start saying. I don't do all that. <laughs> so when I so when I say somebody should play tomorrow, Thomas Williams could play offense at Virginia Tech tomorrow. In my humble opinion. I didn't like what I saw on defense. I I didn't really care for it. Yeah, and that's where they got him, too. So hopefully, you know, hopefully they bring him in as kind of an athlete and just let him play wherever he wants to play. I mean, I will will put him at running back tomorrow. I would tell him to forego his senior season. Or what what they call that shit? Uh, Will you reclassify? Yeah, reclassifying. I would tell Thomas Williams to reclassify. Thomas Williams is an ACC running back right now. Now, if we played in the SEC, no, of course not. Thomas Williams is an ACC running back right now. Right now. Yeah, he can be good. He's already, you know, he's 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 listed at 5'11, 170. I mean, if he can get up to like 180, 185 by the time he gets to tech, you know, and keep his he speed. He plays. He plays bigger than that size, um, I, I, and I don't think they're. Uh, I think he's a legitimate five eleven or whatever the case may be. He plays bigger than that. He's a kid that's probably he's probably going to earn a fourth star before this is all over with. I could see it. He's already at an eighty seven. Yeah, he could earn a fourth star. That shit. The defense. I ain't like the defense. Defensive tape. Um, if 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 they're adamant about playing them at defense, then yeah, it's a developmental guy. Um, but I I keep him on offense. I I would I don't care what I got to move around, who got to you know who got to hit the portal. That's one I like. I ain't gonna hold you. That's one that can play. So Braylon Johnson can play next year. Thomas Williams can play next year. The rest of them, you know, developmental guys we shall see. But uh. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to the I'm, I'm, I'm liking him. I like I'm liking him. He kind of came out of nowhere too. Uh, I didn't really hear much yeah. about him. And then he just kind of popped I, up. I will not be surprised if he get a fourth star by the end of this cycle. 
or whatever the case may be. Yeah, because he's, so, he's from a really small area of South Carolina. He's kind of outside of, of Greenville in a small little town. Um, so he, I think he's just kind of, kind of low key, you know? Yeah, that was a, that's, that, that's what, that's when I like, that's when I definitely like, so as it stands, here we are in July, according to 247, the Virginia Tech Hokies has the 35th ranked recruiting class. We have 15 commits. I don't think, uh, anybody's surprised either way. 35, you know, I think if, if Brian his staff in the cycle and we end up, you know, from 28 to 37, I don't think that would surprise anybody. Um, anything lower than that would be a disappointment. Anything higher than that, you can give them a raise. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the type of class that, you know, we, we wanted pride to, to get, you know, we wanted those, the relationship class, the foundation class, the guys that make sense. Um, Cause you know, with Fuente, it just felt like people were being plucked from all over the place. Uh, it just made no sense. The recruits. Yeah. Towards in. the end. Definitely. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Towards the at end. At least got, from, from 20, school. from 2020 on. So. Um, yes. The tw- you know, even the 2019 class was a little shaky too. Um, but yeah. 2020, 20, yeah. 2020, 2021, and even a little bit of 2022 uh, was real shaky. So, you know, it's nice. Yeah, to it see. was some shaky things. It, yeah. And it, maybe Fuente was reading Twitter because then he would get some, and then he would get some, I right, well, shut up. He's from Virginia. Shut up. It, it never felt like he had a real plan. It was just like, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Brian had, like, these kids, uh, most of them, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, Stevens, who we who I touched on last week, is from Indian, Indiana. Yeah, um, but he's got the pry pry connection with pry the family. Connection. Um, so it's it's all. And then the other guys, I mean, Lath, the uh, top recruit in the class, the four star lineman. He's from West Virginia, but that's a Rudolph. Anything that Joe Rudolph gets, I like. Haynes Hammer from Roanoke tackle. Yeah, Rudolph commit. Yeah, so you you're gonna have a nice solid core kids that's they're gonna know each other they're not gonna be far from home um and it's gonna be within that recruiting footprint so yep. we'll be back we'll be back to a high school near you you know it, it, it all makes sense and not yeah. just some random ass kid from arizona we're never gonna go back there we're never gonna play a game out there um right <laughs> you know shit like that so we play games in these areas as of now uh so it's the six-hour radius. It's that six-hour yeah, radius. Six-hour radius. We'll be back, basically. And uh, I, I like where it's headed. It's, it's not. It's not a. It's not. It's nothing compared to what Miami's doing right now or what Texas is doing right now. But for Virginia Tech and what we got going on, it's solid. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a. If you're a Hokie fan, you have a reason to be excited. Uh. Brent Pratt and his staff isn't on fire. It's been a little bit of hyperbole on the timeline. Like, staff ain't on fire. The staff ain't killing it. Yeah. They're doing uh, what they're supposed to do. So they start pulling, like, multiple blue-chip four-stars. That's when you're yeah. on fire. That's when you're on fire. That's when you own, That's when you're killing it, whatever – uh, terms you want to use, but uh, he ain't yeah. killing it. Yeah, you give me three uh, top one, top three hundred players, 
There you go. That's it. Now, now you cooking. That's another word we like to use. He's cooking on the trip. Pride yeah. not cooking. He's working. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Now we'll see for, for next year, though. I mean, next year, you know, hey, we're, it could be lining up. It could be lining up real nice. Yeah, he might. Oh, yeah. He's going to be lining up. He's going to be lining up. It's going to be definitely uh, some some recruiting battles in the in the six in the footprint because he got to pull up on his old on his old boss and yeah. all that Penn State about what the what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. he gotta he gotta talk to Mac. We gotta have a conversation with Mac Brown. We gotta have a conversation with uh Penn State about what's going on in the Commonwealth. But right now they got it. We ain't gonna fight you. We, y'all got it. Let all us right. just you know get what we can get, and we are gonna holler at y'all in the future. Exactly. Next year, though, there's gonna be some some. Uh, oh, we pulling some up. guys, man. Some guys. Oh, uh, are we pulling. Oh, Keelan oh, Adams year, from Green Run. We pulling up. Yeah. Next year, Virginia Tech is pulling up all smoke, uh, and we dropping bags nil style. And shout out to Dex, man. Um. No, actually, shout out Dex, bro. He was out. He was out in the streets. Oh, Dex. Oh, Dex got the boots on, man. Let me put some respect on Dex's name, man. Dex was at the DBU camp, hosted by Rock Carmichael and D Hall, both legends. We already know the work they've put in. Um, and and Dex had the boots on the ground, man. People keep saying Dex is full of shit, and Dex a scammer, and Dex, but Dex, <laughs> Dex, Dex everywhere, man. Yeah, he's he got his hands he's on there. some he everything, he was, man. He said he was going, and he was he was there. He was in the building, t- kissing. Kissing babies, shaking hands, man. Dex out here, bro. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta put some respect on Dex's name, man. I got to. Hey, he's posted man. rock. Hey, posted up, bro. In the building. <laughs> hey, shout out to Dex, man. Big fan. Man, let's let's talk some conference realignment. Uh, the big domino has dropped. USC and UCLA. Intend on moving to the Big Ten. Uh, this this one is basically going to. This is a big move. This is the biggest move. This is just as big as uh as Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Yeah, we are officially going to inevitably super conferences. Uh, we're going to two conferences pretty much to two big ass conferences and if when the music stops you're not in one of them it's over with for you basically um, that's what this means people are saying what about UCLA's lacrosse team when they have to play Rutgers I'll be the one to say it fuck them sorry yeah. I mean- <laughs> This is be, big money moves over here. To be honest, this is kind of all centered around like, you know, really the main sports like basketball and football, specifically football. Uh, is this driving all is this. Center like, of, we talking about millions of dollars on the table. Yeah. And and honestly, like to the people saying like, oh, what happens, you know, for that scenario? Like, honestly, man, UCLA is going to still play Oregon and all those teams in, in smaller sports. You know, like they'll Absolutely. still they'll still play them out of conference. Like they might play a couple conference games just to like check it off the box, but like the big 10 will restructure the conference and the way that they align teams just to make it. So teams can, can deal with the travel. 
So if they have to let them go play some teams in the West Coast, they're going to do that. Even if they cannot, even if UCLA's women's volleyball team got to go to Maryland for a game, it is what it is. The football team pays the rent. Yep. It's just the way it goes. We're talking about potentially TV deals that is going to get up to $80 million. Yeah. Now, when I lived, when I when I grew up in my mama's house and she paid all the bills, if she said this week, you're doing this, this, and that, guess what? I had to go do it. She paid all the fucking bills. <laughs> this is the way it go. No options. Football keeps the lights on for the other sport. The other sports will never tell football what the fuck's going on in the house. Football pays the rent. So if USC tells their women's golf team, motherfucker, you're going to Minnesota in December, you're going. It's just the way it goes. It is. It is. It's just the way it is. They, they stand to make so much more money. It's just what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's pause real quick. So we got we got the big two, Oklahoma and Texas, going to the SEC. And then, you know, the big two, UCLA, USC going to the Big Ten. So what what next? You know, are are the SEC and the Big Ten going to start slowly looking into other teams to bring in and start eating up the rest of the teams to get bigger? In my opinion, I think it's the reverse. I think with those, I think that that move, Oklahoma and Texas, that killed the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve can go grab all the G five schools they want. It's over with. And this kills the Pac-12, um, USC and UCLA. So now you got two power five conferences. That's a sinking boat. So nobody's going to sit around and wait for Big Ten and SEC to do anything. I know Clemson's working the phones. FSU's working the phones. Miami's working the phones. In the West Coast, I'm pretty sure Oregon's working some phones. Stanford is working phones. If you think the rest of these programs is going to sit around in these decaying-ass conferences and just hope the Big Ten calls them or the SEC calls them, no, absolutely not. I don't give a fuck what people are saying. People talking about, oh, man, yeah. all I've been hearing from the ACC side of it is everybody to sign the contract. Listen. A year ago, literally, when Oklahoma and Texas came to the decided they were going to the SEC, what the fuck the goofy ass ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten say? We looked each other in the eyes and said we're not going. Man, the Big Ten was like, "Bitch, fuck you, me," and poached two of the uh, Pac-12s best because you can't get UCLA without USC and vice versa, and they had a handshake agreement. Big Ten said, "Fuck, we look like." Yep. It's gonna, so it's gonna be the two, it's gonna be those two, those two big It's gonna be those two because anybody because what's the ACC gonna do? Uh 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 we gonna go get ECU. Like who who cares? You're gonna be a minor league. <laughs> Clemson is um Clemson's gonna get out. It's gonna um, be it's gonna be like the um the NFL where you just have two major conferences. And maybe even you have playoffs through your through each of the conferences themselves that lead up to, you know, the it's going to be something. 
And if you are part of the, the ACC is not going to be a respected member of, okay, their winner is going to play for anything important. The ACC is going to become a G5 level conference. Cause once Clemson leaves and Clemson is going to get the fuck out, uh, Clemson, UNC, Miami, Florida State, I'm pretty sure they're working out some shit behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. Somebody's going to foot the bill for Clemson because the SEC probably wants Clemson in there. South Carolina probably don't, but I'm pretty sure the SEC can use, could stand to use more eyeballs on their product. I mean, if I was the SEC, I would go after Clemson and Florida State. I would definitely go after them. Those would be the two yeah. I would pull from the ACC. But the thing about the SEC is they have in-state SEC counterparts who would not want them in the SEC, obviously, because if I'm Florida Gators, I negatively recruit Florida State by saying, want to play in the SEC? <laughs> if Florida yeah. State's in the conference with them, you automatically lose your biggest advantage over them. But there's already and that going on. I mean, you already have, you know, um, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You know. Yeah, but they weren't. They always been in the same conference, so they right. can't. I mean, Ole Miss. Only, only thing Ole Miss can say is come play better football here because we're better than them. But if you're in the, but if you're let's say Louisville and Kentucky, Kentucky can tell a kid come play in the SEC regardless of how shitty Kentucky football is and how great Louisville may be. They can always say, look, we, you be in a better conference, but we, well, you right. know, when you blur those lines, if, if Clemson was in the sec, South Carolina will lose their only pitch that they have over them is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, they would. But you know, I think the sec is ruthless enough to just not give a shit when it comes to that. Oh yeah. That, yeah. It, w- it wouldn't affect that. But I mean, I mean, history lesson for some of the younger people. UVA didn't want Virginia Tech in the ACC. They ain't want, they ain't want Virginia Tech in the ACC. Yeah. Politic, politicians got involved in it. That, it became a political play. Like, well, we'll end the rivalry then. And we'll see how y'all do, you know, without, without the VT UVA rivalry. In hindsight, UVA probably should have said, fuck all that and let us stay in the Big East. And, you know, let us die out there. I understood the play because, you know, Virginia Tech goes to the ACC, levels up, beats the shit out of UVA for the rest of our lives. You know, yep. we know how that story go. But um, that shit matters. Like, conference, I mean, in-state rivals don't want their out-of-state rival. I mean, their in-state rival coming into the conference because you got dominance over them. Like, bro, we in a better conference. You can't come in here. Yeah. Virginia Tech didn't want West Virginia in the ACC. We didn't want the motherfuckers in there. We yeah. could have vouched. <laughs> Vouching for these motherfuckers. Go die. Go out mm-hmm. there and die. So <laughs> that's just the way it goes, man. It is. I mean, we the- might be conference mates with West Virginia again. So shit. In the Big 12, yeah. <laughs> we might be Big 12 bound. That is goofy ass I shit going, su- man. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I could see I could see a scenario where like the SEC and the Big Ten get a little bit bigger, uh, but, mm-hmm. we don't, but we don't make it in either of them. Yeah, we don't and make it in either one, and we honestly, in a in a less than conference. Yeah, honestly, I could see teams flocking to the Big Twelve because there's Texas ties and there's better football schools in the Big Twelve right now 
than there would be in the ACC if Clemson and Florida State and Miami got pulled to a bigger conference. Like, you know, I don't think the ACC is a bad conference. I think we're just a bad football conference. Yeah, I think the ACC could possibly should the ACC should be the second best football conference without question. Should be, but yes. it should be. But what you have is a bunch of motherfuckers who are just there's not enough want to in the conference. It's, it's like the fans, the fans don't want to. The fan bases aren't big enough. It's not enough. Concerned, it's concerned to. about basketball. That's the problem. It's not enough want to. Uh, if you ask an Auburn fan, would they give their right hand for one more natty? It'll be a bunch of left-handed motherfuckers in Alabama. It is like that's how bad they want it. Like, yeah. You ask Ole Miss fans, would you give your right hand for a natty? It'll just be a bunch of left-handed motherfuckers in Mississippi. That's just the way it goes. But if you ask a bunch of NC State fans, would you give your right hand for a natty? Eh, you want to take a finger? Can I have a – give me four fingers. Like, it's the want to just isn't there. And that's okay. It's like that. You want to mm-hmm. know why Brazil is so good at soccer? Because they want it. Same thing with Canada and hockey. They want it. Right. Um, it's just that region. It's that it's their bag. The southeastern part of the United States, that's just their shit. They want it. And it don't hurt that all the fucking black people live in the South. So there's that too. So <laughs> shout, shout out to the SEC, man. Uh, they, they, they want it. It looks like they're going to win the end game. Um, the Big Ten is going to be there with them. Um, you're a Midwestern person. You're a Midwestern guy. You grew up in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Do you think, going back to UCLA and USC for a second, do you think in a mid-November matchup, because I don't think the Big Ten, like Ohio State, gets that, that cold in September, October. So we ain't going to you know, get into the goofy shit. But November, it does get cold. I've seen some snowy yeah, man. October, Michigan State games. October too, man. October it gets okay. Cold. October too. I've you know had, better than I've me. had I've had snowy uh, snowy Halloweens. I and like okay. when I played in high school, when I played in football, like the first two weeks of October, it got cold. Okay, it so it gets cold fast. Do you think UCLA and USC would struggle playing a snowy late season game? Or do you think it's overblown? Yeah. I, I don't know. There is an aspect of it where, like, when you're practicing out in the cold, you definitely get, like, more used to it. And you play, like, you know, you have a level up on a team that doesn't touch the cold. But the thing is, is, like, all, like, the top-tier talent for all these schools comes from all over the country. And they're all practicing, in, they're all practicing in indoor stadiums anyway. You know, they don't, it's not like they're outside in the, in the big house, like practicing for a game. I mean, they might, they might go out a little bit, but most of the time it's inside. So I don't, I think it's a little bit overblown how much the weather is going to make an impact. That's just my opinion. Some of them games be looking cold. (laughs) Yeah. But, but the thing is, is half those dudes in the game are not from Michigan or anywhere up North. They're from down South. That's true. I done seen, I done seen games. I mean, because we see it in the ACC, because we're we're a conference geography geography that goes north to south. So I'd have seen Miami have to play games up at Pitt or you know 
And I've seen games where Miami kids look cold. They look uncomfortable. Like yeah. they don't I mean, want to be there. There's definitely something to be said if if you've played if like the thing is is in the ACC usually Pitt is the only place besides Boston College that gets like cold, cold. You know what I mean? So MVT. And VT can get can get cold sometimes too. Yeah, that mountain air it gets cold as a bitch up there. Yeah, because it's windy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I think it does play a part. I just uh, I I just don't think it'll play too big of a part. Like if 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 USC is good, they'll be good. You know what I mean? Like if they if they're struggling, they might get the brakes beat off them when it's cold. But they're gonna be if they're competitive, they'll be competitive regardless. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking you might have a number three USC that might just have to go play at Penn State. And it just cold as a bitch. And that just, yeah. it just, it neutralizes them. Man. They end up fumbling like a natty season. I think what'll, what'll be even big, more of a, of a shock is like the, the stadiums and the atmospheres of the Big Ten in general. Like playing in the big oh, house yeah. with 100,000 people actually there going nuts is hard to do same oh, with penn yeah, state be- penn state night game whiteouts ohio state pack stadiums at noon like i think that's big too like they're gonna have to play big noon games so they're gonna fly over from pacific time and play a big noon yeah. game at oh, on a nine, on a 9 a.m on a 9 a.m schedule on a 9 right. a.m body right 9 a.m body they're just waking up getting coffee getting smacked in the face <laughs> yeah smacked in the ass by ohio state that's gonna be crazy yeah, but I'm pretty sure the Big Ten gonna try to take care of them, and they're gonna coddle. They're, they're gonna be the they babies. gonna coddle them, and okay, y'all gonna if y'all come East Coast and play Maryland, you, you gonna get a four p.m. They gonna look out for them. They're gonna, I guarantee you, they're gonna send out Rutgers to get slaughtered. They're gonna send out Illinois to get oh, slaughtered. Yeah. They're gonna give them all the all the ass. They're gonna give them the Indiana at home. They're gonna give them. The Purdue at home, Northwestern at home. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so if you if you're a fan of a non Big Ten the SEC school, listen, it's over with. They say that the ACC and the Pac-12 have been discussing some type of loose partner. Here we go with this loose partnership, this handshake deal shit again. Uh, see how good that hung that uh stuck around already, but that. ACC and Pac-12 want to have a championship game uh, in Vegas. That would be kind of lit if, if the conferences stayed the way they are right now. But that's not going to be the case. Um, what you're going to end up having is Wake Forest versus Washington State <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> Nobody's going to that shit. Nobody's watching that shit. Uh, yeah. But as of right now, if you could get a Clemson-USC like unification match in Vegas, that'd be kind of lit. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. That'd be kind of lit. Even if it's a Miami, because Miami's going to be good soon. Like a Miami versus Oregon unification match in Vegas with the storylines and crystal yeah, ball, crystal and, ball all, and everything. Yeah. That would be kind of lit. But that's not what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to get Colorado. you're gonna get colorado versus fucking boston college in (laughs) vegas nobody's gonna care nobody's gonna watch it's gonna be all bad man or worse 
it's going to be like a team that the ACC picked up. It's going to be Coastal Carolina versus some uh, Mountain West school that the Pac-12 picked up. It's, it's going to be bad, man. Yeah. With Babcock, if you were listening to this, please, I don't ask you for shit. I only ask you to do one thing, and that's five Wednesdays. Please get us out of this conference, bro. It's over with. <laughs> it's over with, bro. It, it truly is, man. Yeah, we're gonna have to get out soon. Um, get out. If the if 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 Whit Babcock is not working the phones, trying to get us in this SEC or the Big Ten, because geography wise, we work in both. Yeah, uh, we, we can we can be in both geography wise. We can we can make we can make both work. Uh, and I think we have the economics the too for for the Big Ten. So, yeah, we we definitely have the academics because honestly, the academic standards is also what kind of fuck the conference because the SEC don't give them. They got Vanderbilt. That's their smart school, and that's all they need. Like, hey, yeah, the rest of them fuck them. Yeah, uh, but hey, ACC it, ACC tries to hold themselves to like a higher standard. That they kind of fuck the ACC. And it kind of fucked them because we should have had West Virginia as much as I like to see West Virginia out here homeless. Uh, we probably should have had West Virginia there. At least we we would have had lit matchups for them every year instead of every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, man, that's it. That's it for Davi Fridays, man. Very in information, lots of information, information lots of dump. moving and shaking, information dump. <laughs> right on it. A lot of moving, a <laughs> lot of moving and shaking going on, uh, recruiting wise. But the game I'm, beyond the game, I'm starting uh, to get the football itch. Are you starting to get the itch coming? Hell no, no. Oh uh, uh, hell, no. I'm a hokey fan. I get the, I get the wanting football. I, oh yeah, you know you're right. I'm getting the football itch. Yes, yes I am. That's what I'm saying. What do you think? Oh I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, VT football itch. No. I'm getting the football in general itch. Oh, yes, yes. I want to yes. see I want to see tech play for sure. But no. <laughs> I, I know you're gonna be I know you're gonna be watching every game start to finish. All right, right. The every game miserable as shit. But <laughs> yeah, nothing I changed. The, I do got the football itch. It usually but, comes, um, it usually comes from me around like July. Like I, I mean, right. I, I'm excited, you know, the whole year. But July, I start really like July, and then what ends up happening is like the second week of July, NCAA comes out, and then you're like good, like until football season. Like you know, yeah. you got your dynasty going, mm-hmm. and everything's live, and everything's good. And um, but no, nah, no, not since 2013. No, we're getting it next year though. Next summer, 2023, we're getting. It. Uh, EA College Football 2023 or 2024 or whatever. Um, right. I'll take it. Hey, I'll take as it. As long as it got, as long as it has Dynasty and lets me recruit the way that you could before. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck what the, the gameplay yeah, looks dude, like. It could be stick figures with helmets on. Like I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take. It. I expect it to be shitty because it's gonna be the first one. But um, I'm not gonna hold you. Um. I'm about to buy Xbox Series X or whatever it's called. I might gotta get this Madden, man. I keep the yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the Madden itch too. I'm getting the Madden itch, man. These 
I know, gotta, I know we say this shit every year, but this one look different. <laughs> this one, this one look different. I'm looking at these videos. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the, the route running. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the catch animations. Hey man, I'm they got you sold. At, they got you sold. I'm 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 I got I'm I'm about to hit the internet. It's time to get me an Xbox. Um <laughs> it's time it's time. It's time to get an Xbox uh Series X or S, whatever the fuck. The new gen, next gen. Yeah. Cause I want I, I want the new Madden, man. I'm liking what I see with these videos. It yeah. looks real. The, the the animations look real crispy. That's all I'm gonna say. It'll um, be it'll be playable, that's for sure. I'll definitely buy it and get locked in for like a week. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking what I see. Uh, it's it's looking it's looking crazy. It's looking crazy. I'm gonna play my first online match and be like, you know what, man? Fuck all this. <laughs> Motherfucker gonna take Josh <laughs> Allen, run backwards 80 yards, throw a 90 yard touchdown. I'm gonna cut the game off. Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> Lamar Jackson all over you, running left to right. Yeah, it's just running quarterbacks, throwing no look bombs and shit. <laughs> but that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody that pulled up to the emergency to the emergency space. We had a lot of fun. Um, I don't intend on doing those. I don't intend on doing more spaces as Don V Friday's episodes. Um, that was just a one-off. So emergency. Anything you got to say to the people before we log? Nah, I'm all good. Just shout out everybody. Keep keep listening to us. We appreciate it. It's been a slow couple months, but we're gonna, we'll pick it back up soon. Picking back up, man. That's it, man. Till next week, y'all. God bless. <laughs>